0: Yo, today's Q O D is. Can I stay true to what I said I would do long after the mood that I've set it in has left? Here we go. The quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Happy New Year, my friend. This is our first episode of 2023. We're going to talk about goals and commitment and sacrifice and doing the work that you're going to have to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish in 2023. Part my voice this week I woke up on Christmas morning with a cold or a flu. It hasn't been fun. and I'm not fully recovered, but the show must go on. We've got Inky Johnson on the show today, and he's going to talk about commitment, being committed to your goals, being committed to your resolutions, because let me tell you, this is the truth. Like almost all, it's like, I think it's like 90 something percent of New Year's resolutions are done by January 14th. Like it's just... You know, people say they want it, they get all hyped up, it's a new year, but it's about, as Inky says, staying true to what you said you would do long after the mood that you set it in has left. So when all of the enthusiasm goes away, when all of the novelty of 2023 goes away, are you still going to be in it? Are you still going to be committed? Are you still going to be willing to sacrifice and work really hard and be okay with delayed gratification? Most people won't. And so this is a clip where you might want to, like, come back to this one every couple of weeks and just, I don't know, check in with yourself. Check in with your commitment because it takes commitment to get to where you want to go. Inky Johnson's coming up.
1: All right, but just talking about the extension of impact. Because the work that I feel I've been called and commissioned to do, it was somebody that saw it in me before I saw it in myself. And that propels my level of belief, my level of commitment and dedication to what I feel I've been called to do. All right? Just talking about outside of what we do. Because when I look at it big picture in the totality, we're all in the same business. The people's business, right? And not allowing how we show up and what we do, what we do to be dictated by opposition adversity or challenges, right? Like the real level of commitment. The real level of dedication, not the counterfeit stuff, not the stuff that's predicated upon if I get what I want, if it goes my way, if we get the correct time, if we can do it like that, not that stuff, right? But the commitment that says, can I stay true to what I said I would do long after the mood that I've set it in has left? I used to ask guys all the time, can we be committed to the process of what we're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what we're doing? If the outcome changes, does it change our character, who we are, and what we felt we were commissioned to do? Because for most people, they show up and they operate based upon external factors. And so if it goes their way, they're great. But but if it doesn't go their way, for most people, you never know who you're getting, right? I think we all know if we only worked on the days when we felt good, none of us would get much accomplished, right? Everybody knows what to do when the sun is shining. Everybody knows what to do when business is clicking. Everybody knows what to do when they're making money. Everybody knows what to do when there's food on the table. Everybody knows what to do when things are going the way that they want it to go. But I'll never forget being with Kobe before he passed, and he said a quote that was so powerful. He said, every single day, I was pursuing perfection and excellence, even though I knew I would probably never catch it. But just the fact that I was willing to pursue it, I would defeat and dominate most of my opponents and competitors because most people would never pursue something that didn't have any guarantees attached to it. Most people need guarantees in order to be great. Most people need to be promised something in order to show up and really be elite and operate at the optimal level. Right? Most people need to be given something in order to really show up and operate with their level of potential and their capabilities. Like, I see a lot of people, and I tell people all the time, they remind me of my freshman roommates. Right? I'll never forget getting to the University of Tennessee when I first got my financial aid check. And I got $2,500, and my roommate got $4,000. I had never had this much money before. I said to him, man, I'm going to the Bank of America at the end of campus. I'm going to put me this in the bank, man. I'm going to open up me an account. And he said, nah, ain't." He said, I'm about to go spend this. He said, I'm going straight to the mall. I said, man, you might want to save a little bit of that. You might not see that much for a while. He said, that's the problem. I said, just come me to the bank, man. I went up to the bank, did exactly what I said I was going to do. He we went up to the bank, and then when we left, went straight to Westtown Mall in Knoxville. Walked in the store. Make it those shirts, those shorts, the hat, those shoes. We get to the counter. She's ringing him up, standing behind him. He hands her the card he got from the bank. She swipes it. Card didn't go through. He looked at me. I said, don't look at me, big spender. Look at her. You the baller. He said, ma'am, can you try it again? The football office gave me the money. I know I got it. She swipes it again. Card didn't go through. He looked at me. I said, "Oh, look at me, big money, tight grip. You the baller. Look at her, buddy. He said, can you try it one more time? I know I got it. Football office just gave it to me. And she swiped it again, and I'll never forget when she swiped it the third time. She was handing the card back. I'll never forget what she said to him. She said, you probably got the money, but you haven't even poured a strip off the back to activate it. I was like, you're a clown, man. I said, clown. (laughs) Clown. And when you think about most people, you're like, man, you can crush it, but you haven't even pulled a strip off to activate it. Like, not just in a career, in every aspect of life. Like, you can crush it. I haven't even pulled a strip off to activate it. Because for most people, even if they crush it in a career, if you're not careful, it's like when you see an athlete, or the challenge is when people do something, for a long period of time or when people do something and they do it really well and they execute at a really high level and they're extremely skilled. Their talent, their skill set is through the roof. The challenge with that oftentimes is if they do something so well, if you're not careful and they're so talented, it's like when you see an athlete and they're so talented, if you're not careful, they can become a victim of their own talent. They're so skilled and they're so talented, right, that they no longer value it because they feel as if Man, I could do this in my sleep, right? I've been doing this for this amount of time. I could do this like it's nothing. And they don't value it. I've been working with Tampa Bay Bucks since 2015. I'll never forget when Brady showed up, and I asked one of the guys, I said, man, how did the culture change when 12 came? He's like, man, it's totally different. I was on the field one day talking to Brady, and he was like, you know what, man? People may think it's cockiness. People may think it's arrogance. He said, but every time I touch the field, from my level of sacrifice, my level of work ethic, my level of dedication and commitment to what I do, every time I touch the field, every time I do what I do, I just expect to win. From the body of work that I put into what I'm doing every single day, I just expect for it to work. Right? From the sacrifice to dedication and commitment, I just expect for it to yield fruit. And for most people, the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. But when you don't have anything invested and when you don't really work at what you do and when you don't really value it, the easiest thing in the world, I often tell people, is to give up and to quit. The easiest thing in the world to do is to complain. Don't take no effort. The easiest thing in the world to do is to be negative. Right? It takes work to have a perspective that see things on the right side of the coin. You got to fight for that. It takes work to show up every single day and when things are not playing in our favor to say, you know what, man? It's might not playing in my favor right now, but I'm gonna still show up and I'm gonna give everything I got to it because I value what I'm a part of. It takes work to have the right perspective, right? And I'm a firm believer that perspective drives performance every day of the week. How we view what we do will always affect and impact how we do what we do, right? I'm reminded of a story about a father and a young son, single father, working his tail off, comes home one night, his son meets him at the door and says, Dad, I want a job. I want to work. Dad said, what do you want to do, man? He said, can you get me a job at the local grocery store so I can be able to get back and forth to work? It should be no problem. Dad said, sure, but what do you want to do? He said, I want to bag groceries. He said, can you help me get a job? Dad said, sure, man, no problem. Dad goes up, gets his son a job. Son starts bagging groceries. Two weeks in, son comes home and says, Dad, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing, but I want to do something to make a deeper impact. Dad said, when you bag the groceries, wave at them, tell them have a good day, that should work. Son said, no, I want to do something to make a deeper impact. He said, what do you have in mind? He said, I got these cards that I want to put in the bags. Can you help me make copies? Dad said, sure, man, that should be no problem. I got your back. Dad does it. Son starts doing it at the store. One day, the manager comes in, goes upstairs to the team members, says, hey, guys, why is everybody in line eight in this little kid's line? He said, get on the intercom. Tell them we got seven, we got six, and we got five open. People got on the intercom. Hey, guys, we see everybody's in Little Johnny's line. We just want you guys to know we got seven, six, and five open. Nobody moved. He said, go down to the floor and tell them. And went down to the floor. Hey, guys, we see everybody's in Little Johnny's line. We just want you guys to know we got seven, six, and five open. The people responded, we know. I said, "Want to stand in line? Want to get that little card that he puts in the bag, man? It makes the biggest difference." He said, "People started coming in the store, getting a gallon of milk, loaf of bread, carton of eggs. Didn't really need groceries. Would come in, get something, be in line on the phone with their friends. Like, man, you got to come in the store. This kid does this little deal, man. It makes the biggest difference." And the thing that blew my mind about the whole ordeal was, here you had a kid that drove business to an institution, and it wasn't based upon a business strategy. He never went to him and said, man, I want to improve this. I want to do this. The only thing he said was, I just want to be great with what I've been commissioned to do. I just want to bloom where I'm planted. I just want to be where my feet are. I just want to be present with what I feel I've been commissioned to do, right? Many are called, few are chosen. And I feel as if I'm speaking to the chosen few. But I think you guys can agree. The quote says, people may forget what we do. People may forget what we say. But people will never forget the way we make them feel. Right, everything we do, everything we touch, everything is connected to how we make them feel. Right? Like when I'm in Atlanta, my wife wanna go to this place every single morning to get a croissant. And I'm like, hey, why you gotta go with us? She's like, yeah, but the lady at the window, it's like my auntie. I was like, but she's not. She's like, but she makes me feel this way. People may forget what we say, people may forget what we do, but people will never forget the way we make them feel.
0: That was Inky Johnson. His website is inkyjohnson.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Say Yes to Everything. Inky Johnson Keynote Speech Transform Conference 2023. All right, my friend, we got Steve Harvey on the show tomorrow. Follow me on Instagram at Sean Croxton, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. I'm out. Peace.